0: Hello and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we look at the weekend's action in the Premier League with VAR causing the biggest talking point at the Etihad. Liverpool claim their second straight win, but only just. Norwich and Sheffield United get their first win since their return to the Premier League and Lampard is still searching for his first competitive win at Chelsea. Pete has another teaser. Chris will blow your mind with his stats in Wonders of the White and we have a record-breaking score in our predictions challenge. Lots to discuss this week, so let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of You From The Sideline podcast. Uh, it's Rich here and as ever, Chris is with us. Hello Rich. How you doing?
1: Not too bad, not too bad,
0: you? yeah yeah good good week yeah but good to be back good weekend uh of football so lots to talk about this week um just just to confirm before we start before we get into the (laughs) teaser we we are going to confirm the answer to last week's question um because we had a bit of a difference uh difference of information uh, we'll say um from some some mainstream newspapers uh but we can confirm so the answer was france to last week's teaser which was uh the country outside the uk which has supplied the premier league with most players so uh we also put we put a poll on our uh, instagram page as well and france came out on top there so if you ever needed proof of what the answer was uh the answer is france um and just one more point before we get going so good news uh for us chris because it's all about yeah, us right? we, yes. <laughs> we we have received our first five star review on itunes which is great news um whoever's left it there's no comments but thank you thank you for the review hope you enjoy listening to the podcast uh, and just also a quick shout out to Norwal, who has left a very nice comment on uh, on YouTube. Um, obviously, listens to the podcast, so it's great to hear feedback from from the people that are listening to it. So we do really appreciate it, um, and hopefully, it's the first of many. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we can uh, start building our fan base. So let's get let's get to it. So Pete's teaser this week uh again we've got audio we've managed to keep the audio (laughs) with him um that's how high tech we are so let's hear this week's question
1: okay rich how many spanish managers have won the fa cup
0: okay so uh, yeah i I can i think i can cope with that one i think that's um Hmm. still tricky but uh (laughs) hopefully we can uh one springs to mind straight yeah, one, away one but definitely there's, yeah yeah there's got there's got to be more than one um so yeah so we'll um thanks Pete for that question um challenging as always and we'll come back to that at the end of the podcast so we'll go straight into the premier league review um i think there's probably only one place we can start from the weekend's action um which would be at the etihad uh so, so two, two parts to this, Chris, I guess. So, one is the game, one is the handball. Yeah, so, where, where do you want to start?
1: We'll, um, we'll, we'll just quickly skim over the game. Um, quick, well, Just quickly. Um, obviously, not easy coming from behind against Man City, but obviously to do it twice in the same game is, is quite an achievement for Tottenham, I would say. Um but yeah, no, it was it was a a good game. Obviously, Man City taking the majority of the actual shots. Um, I think Tottenham only had three. Was it two or three shots? Yeah, I
0: think it was three in the two end.
1: Two of those, yeah. two of those went in. So obviously, that is a a good case of actually taking your chances when they come to you. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a good game, but obviously highly uh, overshadowed by the um by the VAR decision at the end
0: yeah, yeah i mean for i i think there's there's two there's two var decisions in it really one one that was looked at and, and, and I'm, I'm talking about the penalty when when i say the second incident yeah yeah and, and we we should assume that was also looked at but i i'm not sure how that was not given I've got I've I've got two minds on this game because I've got the, the being a Spurs fan and then I've got the being a football fan um, so f- for me it's definitely a penalty I think if you go back to the World Cup in, in Russia last year anything around that sort of offence was being given as a penalty and it was one of the things going into this season with VAR that I thought there would be an awful lot of penalties that down, yeah Given for tussles like that in the box, so uh, f- for me that's a penalty. Um, yeah, and the handball. I-, I mean, we had it with uh, B- Bolly, didn't we? Uh, the Wolves Leicester game uh, last, yeah, last week. week yeah. I- I'm, I feel a bit sorry for Man City. I shouldn't do because they'll probably <laughs> win the league pretty comfortably. <laughs> yeah, um, and I- I've, as a Spurs fan, going there and getting a point was brilliant and the conversation I think needs to move away from VAR because the, the decision is being banned as VAR is causing, causing the issue, but it's not, it's the rule. How, how he's meant to, it, it's purely accidental. He's, I don't even think that he's, it looks like, almost like he's looking at the ground. So I don't know yeah. how he knows the ball's well, going to hit think, his hand. Yeah. And But by the letter of the law, yeah if it hits your hand even even if lead... it's
1: an accident yeah it's
0: yeah and it leads to a goal it's going to be disallowed it's tough
1: it's a, it's it is a tough decision and it's one of those if it if it goes against you it is it is hard to take but obviously with the introduction of var now you know you can't really question it it, it is handball at the end of the day you know if it if VAR wasn't there, it probably wouldn't have been noticed. And you know, if you were a Tottenham fan and there wasn't VAR, you probably would have been pretty unhappy. So, um, but obviously, this is the second time it's happened. to Man City against Tottenham. Now, obviously, it happened in the Champions League um, last season, wasn't it? When when yeah, Llorente got... scored,
0: yeah. yeah. But... I I I I can't I almost kind of think that it will even itself out. There's there's going to be something that's going to come. Yeah, back and and by, the thing is, Spurs it's, really.
1: it's a big it's a big talking point at the moment because it is new in the Premier League. It's it's a new addition to this season. You, you know, give it six seven games, and you know, people will just it will just be the norm. But you know, I know I've heard some people say that it it takes a bit of the character out of the game. Um, but it is one of those like people before VAR were always complaining that decisions were going against them when it was a clear foul, clear handball. Um, but that, that's the thing, that's, that's the thing,
0: yeah. So it's, I, it's either one way or the other. Oh, yeah, v- v- VAR, yeah. VAR is getting a hundred percent of decisions correct as, yeah. as per the, the, the rules of the game. Um, Spurs are all almost becoming Man City's bogey side when th- there was a good, not to steal your thunder for, for Wonders of the White later, but there's a stat around um, the last, I think it's the last four or five, maybe even six meetings that Spurs have had with Man City. There's only been a goal in it in each game, um, which... Playing City, I think that's that's pretty good, really. And they have Spurs have won a few, and obviously got a couple of draws as well. Um, just on the game for me, I think we were lucky. Spurs were really lucky. Man City were absolutely on fire, um, and I think there's a lot of teams that will go to Man City and sort of take a bit of a hiding this year. But we were we were a bit lucky, but we'll take that point. I think you, I think you've got to take that point all day long. So, oh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, it will it probably will be remembered for for, for the last sort yeah. of couple of minutes. And I, I do feel for the fans that are there; they, they almost feel like you can't celebrate the goal until VAR's had a look at it and it's confirmed it. But I think um, I think it's worse just because of the tight ty- the time in it happened as
1: well. It, you know, if it's the middle I of the game, been worse. you know. It's not too bad, but literally the very, pretty much last. And you know, I know they did have one more attack after it, but you know it's probably hard to swallow if you were there in the stadium. You just, you know, you've just celebrated your team winning the game. We, what you think they've won the game, but obviously for them it to be chalked off. So mm. yeah, but was, it, suppose it's supposed going to, to be the
0: happy Yeah, supposed to be the happier. Oh, definitely, too, but... yeah. We'll we'll move on. So we'll head down to uh, to St Mary's for Southampton v Liverpool. Um, obviously, Liverpool coming off the back of the the Super Cup in midweek. Unfortunate, mid-week. Unfortunate, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you you are unable to call Chelsea the best team in Europe. Second um,
1: best team in Euro- Europe is that well, allowed? Well, every
0: everybody's Pep, Pep Guardiola <laughs> was calling Spurs the second best team in Europe after yeah, yeah, yeah. runners Everyone's up. There you go. Wonderful um so yeah i mean liverpool didn't have a lot of time turnaround wise for this for this game but they still got still got the three points with a 2-1 win um well, there was a few a few things in this one um
1: the the adrian blunder um was probably one of the, the highlights uh for me um
0: I think every I think it, keeper's got it in them, though, haven't they? Yeah, I just yeah, definitely. Think it's just yeah. because he saves a penalty to win them the Super Cup, and then he's made a mistake. Why yes, it's it's, it's just, been blown up into such it, a big thing? But every keeper does see, it.
1: See, um, the other thing I would say is Southampton were dramatically better. I know they lost the game, but they were a lot better than what they were last week. Last week they were really, really bad, but this week I thought they played quite I thought in the stages of the game they played quite well um
0: they should have got a point danny yeah, Al- missed yeah, that yeah. I, don't, I don't i do not know. but yeah, I, you know I, they i'd i'd agree with you. i think saints were a little bit better i thought liverpool were slightly poorer than they were against norwich but I'd almost kind of put that down to a hangover from from travelling yeah. and that in the midweek uh, their defence just it concerns me a little bit. If I was a Liverpool fan, I think it's almost the same as the Norwich game. Saints went at Liverpool quite hard early on, and they they look like they could be a little bit wobbly. Maybe it's just the start of the season. I'm not sure, but maybe. Um, the one thing for me, Chris, I, I was I was thinking about this front three of Liverpool: Samane, so Firmino, and Salah. Who who for you is, is the most important? Because there's a lot of talk about... Firmino. Do you think? Because there's a lot yeah. of talk about Liverpool's squad being possibly quite light. And if one of those three was to get injured, that they would struggle.
1: His... Firmino is kind of the gel that... that he's, you know, he's the centre forward in... in, in... In that team, he. Gel, I think he he complements the other two nicely, and I think when they're playing someone like Origi, I don't feel that they play as well. Salah and Mane when they don't have Firmino there. I, that's my opinion. You know, Mane is scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Don't get me wrong, and but I I think it he's I reckon Firmino is probably Liverpool's most important player.
0: Yeah, I I almost thought that a lot of. Uh, well, if you uh, a handful of people that they would go for Salah personally, for me, it's Mane. I think he's the one they would miss the most. Um, his goals, if, they, I think if, if he was injured, goals, yeah.
1: I, I think so. I'm not sure what it is with Salah at the moment. He just, you know, he had that really, really good season, didn't he? First season for Liverpool you're always going to be and yeah, yeah. now he's kind he's, of in
0: you, that you, shadow now isn't he he's kind of, you can't sustain that you can't yeah. sustain that over well, saying that, he like did three sc- or four seasons he was seasons. like
1: joint top scorer or second top scorer last season yeah he so. was
0: but he, he was he was unplayable the year before he was I'm so good he was, he was so good which was a bit of a surprise I think but yeah, Liverpool two from two, Saints yet to register a point but um, I do. I, I worry a little bit for Southampton. I, I think they need to sort of be a little bit more consistent. Maybe it's yeah, the, yeah. they did take a bit of a battering at Burnley. Maybe it's because of that. Uh, so, on to Carra Road. So, Premier League football returned to Norwich this weekend. Elia was happy. I've seen her at the She end was. Game. Yeah. Loving life. Was. So. I've, I've got a couple of bits on here for me. Obviously, P- Pookie's hat trick. Um, I, I didn't realize this 33 goals in 45 games. He got last season. Yeah, um, and he was, and he was a free in as well. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even think you can say, well, it was in the championship. The championship is a difficult league. So 33 in 45 is a really good return. um, four and two is pretty good as well to be fair wow, yeah yeah it is yeah um, um so j- just your view because i, I kind of well, blame yeah, he... you i blame you slightly just for this point chris because i was going to have newcastle to go down this year in our predictions yeah i kind of did sway your decision you, you, <laughs> you did sway me with their signings but they look awful yeah. so so but... defend your decision was well,
1: spectacular. <laughs> I you know they they do need to sort it sort it out very very quickly because the the games against Norwich they are the games that Newcastle need to be winning otherwise they will find themselves in what you thought might happen to them they might you know they could get relegated and you're right the the new signings for me haven't really shone at all um but, they I mean, were poor. They, they were really bad.
0: They were... But have they gone from? Uh, I got this might not sound sound right, but I know they lost to Arsenal on the opening day. But one nil against Arsenal, you could probably see that as not being a terrible result. And I thought Newcastle played all right last week. But yeah, against the, the... like they were a lot better against Arsenal than what they were against Norwich. To your point, these are the games they should be winning. I mean, what summed it up for me, and I I don't want to take anything away from Pookie getting his hat-trick or the the assist that that was made for his third goal, because I I thought Norwich played really well. But the third goal was a a part... The the pass that went into him took three Newcastle defenders out of the game and it wasn't a defence splitting world class pass that you would no. expect from like de bruyne or david silver or messi or someone like that it was a it was a straightforward pass it, it, into his feet but it just took three newcastle players out of the play completely and they just looked lost at the back um And I mean they might have even been a bit lucky to be honest that it was only 3-1 which I think Norwich play attacking football they showed that last week against Liverpool they've certainly come up playing the same way that they played and Newcastle shouldn't have expected anything different they they were poor I thought they were really poor
1: and for Norwich as well like last second half against Liverpool last week they were actually they weren't that bad they were actually quite good and I, and i think that they've kind of gone on from their second half performance last week and started in the in the same sort of manner um but i can i can tell you now poki won't be scoring this weekend anyway so you can get we'll get that out of your head <sighs> no more goals this weekend though
0: good link good link there chris oh, so we yeah. did so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move on to chelsea leicester now I d- just, just want to clear something up with you, Chris, because obviously we we've spoke quite a lot. I don't think we've spoken b- b- before b- before the podcast. So you you said to me earlier this week you're happy with the point because last year Leicester beat you at home, so it's an improvement. It would you a, please ha- would an you an please impact. elaborate that you're happy with a point at home to Leicester?
1: So before the game on Sunday, I well, I guess I said to myself and. <laughs> not-so-weird way, uh, <laughs> that I'd be happy with a point. We lot, They beat us, you know, last year at, at Stamford Bridge, so getting a point it wasn't actually that bad, I didn't think. And to be fair, we were probably lucky not to lose the game. So, I think if you saw, if you saw the second half of the match, I think any Chelsea fan would probably say that, you know, a point wasn't actually that bad, because it could have been a lot worse.
0: But, yeah, but I think... I'd... Chelsea should surely be be striving for more. So we did twenty first twenty yeah, minutes of the game. You know, we we were
1: you know, really good. Just
0: yeah, you, you were against United it. as well, but but that that didn't turn out too good. I mean, where where do you where do you stand on Giroud starting? So what do you think that does for Tammy Abraham? So he gets the start against United first game of the season. The way Lampard's playing, it's pretty clear he wants to try and. Sort of get some of the youngsters in, get them game time, get them experience. But where do you think, how do you think Tammy Abraham sort of fit, would feel about that starting the first game and then the first game, game next game at home? He, he's not starting, he's got,
1: you know, there's other players in the squad, you know, he's not. Oh, Giroud played on Wednesday he started on Wednesday Giroud was actually one of our best players on, on Wednesday in the Super Cup so I think that's probably why he's gone with Giroud on the Sunday but you know but you know, do, T- you think, T- do you think do you got to understand he's not going to be playing every single game we've got Batshoy coming back but the do you MSN think Giroud court. is
0: a starting striker I mean no, no, he
1: is better coming off the bench. And
0: uh, remember his, him in his, his well, maybe in his last season. He was always coming off the bench yeah. for Chelsea last season. He was always coming off the bench. Is he is he, he, did is he up good, up good enough to start? I think he's good enough to start.
1: I think he is. You know, he's he's someone there that you can target. He's good at bringing the ball down. He's good at holding up the play for players like Pulisic and Pedro running through. Yeah, I don't think he. You played all right on Sunday.
0: I, I, I don't want to keep going on about the same subject, but I, I worry about your goals. I worry where they're going to come from.
1: That's your um,
0: Don't worry. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, one one thing for me that, that, I, that stood out for me in this game was, um, especially like you say, second half was... I think Leicester probably will feel quite unlucky not not to have won the game. Um, yeah, he should have done. And a lot of their player was a lot of their play was coming down their left to Chelsea's right. Um, As Beloqueta, so he's coming for a bit of criticism, especially from Graham Stunis, sort of over the last couple of weekends. But one thing that for me. In the first half, he was really good going forward he He was getting a lot of balls into the box he was pushing high up the field. second half he was getting torn to pieces down down the Leicester left by Christian Fuchs, I think it was so it sort of sticks out to me that he he's he's an attacking fullback, but he's not that great at defending educate That's me ridiculous. Chris
1: As for he's probably one of yeah. our best defenders
0: then you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> then you're in trouble this year. It, said it just said that? A... No, I've said that. No, that's from, that's my own analysis. That's from watching it. Watching the highlights. It, it, watch it back. All the play in the second half was going down Leicester's left, He's and tired. that's where they were getting He's most of it. tired. Their... He played 120 minutes in Turkey on Wednesday. Well, I noticed it, and I'm not even a Premier League manager, so um, that... On. That's where I would have been uh, sort of focusing my right, play on the left. But... Right next. Okay, uh, we have to move on from uh, from Chelsea. So uh, we'll stay in London. Arsenal v Burnley. So Arsenal's best start to a Premier League season in ten years. Which no, but which is quite surprising, really, because I don't want to sort of. Take anything away from them, but they've won their first two games, so we're pretty much saying they haven't done that for the last ten years, which is for Arsenal is pretty surprising. Um I thought Danny Sabolis played really well. Uh, I think so, he's, he's, seven, he's so he looks like he's going to be a good player. Yeah, he's going to be a good signing for them. Um And I think we see obviously we've had a bit of a pop at VAR, maybe, but it worked well in this one. I thought for the. Um, Reese Nelson's but Arsenal's second goal, which was disallowed Slarder. for offside.
1: Was was, side.
0: Yeah, great decision. Um the linesman had his flag up to be fair. So I mean yeah, he yeah. called it anyway. So what it was a great shout from from the assistant referee. Um nice finish from a must
1: say. Was very
0: yeah, nice. he he's a he's a player. I I I like that I know last week I said I said how much I like the Leicester front for him. The same with Arsenal, really. Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, Lacazette, um Pepe looks good. I mean, I think that they're going to um, they're going to be a threat going forward this year, Arsenal. Not so much at defending, though. <laughs> well, David <laughs> Luiz was up to his old tricks again. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, th- I think he might turn out to be a good signing. I think he might be one that. Um... Would you have him or Zuma? Who do you prefer? Zuma. Really? Yeah. Next, <laughs> <laughs> Chris isn't taking the Chelsea criticism very no, well. No. Very well, uh, but no, a good win for Arsenal. Burnley, I they look a completely yes. different team yeah. now they haven't got Europa League to worry about. Yeah. So, I think they're going to do all right this year. Um, it's good to see Nick Pope getting a running goal as well. I thought he he played well that game, he kept the score down, but Burnley will be all right. So, uh, Villa Park, Bournemouth. Bournemouth were the team that I, that I tipped to go down instead of Newcastle. Mm, um, Newcastle. And they got four <laughs> points from their first six. But, so no, There's
1: no um, no greater way to start a game than giving a
0: penalty away in the first two minutes, though, is there? <laughs> well, it, I don't think you can in any league. But in the Premier League, you can't give a team a 2-0 lead within the first 10 minutes and sort of expect to... Expect to win the game. It's a bit of a—he's got to stay on his line, surely. I, I'm not it's... sure what he's doing because he's almost like edging out really slowly, trying yeah. to usher the usher it's the silly. player away from goal, and then just sort of takes him out. Um, and then a great goal from was it Wilson Harry Wilson? Yeah, I think yeah. it was
1: better though by Douglas Louise's goal from Villa. Yeah,
0: that was a goal. Jesus, that was a goal. But so, question for you, Chris? Are Villa the new Fulham. If you look at Sheffield United thought, and Norwich, I've, they've both got points on the board. I they thought haven't. they'd be fine this season, but I'm I'm
1: really starting to doubt whether I was actually wrong about that because Norwich haven't signed anyone really, have they? And you know, Villa have bought in quite a few new players, so. I mean,
0: they've had they've had pre-season with the players, so it's not as if they've sort of come in no, and they've only, no, no. they've only had a week to adjust. I think the, the Spurs game was almost a bit of a free hit for Villa. I don't think anyone really expected them to win that, um, although they were leading for so long that may, maybe they may feel that it was points dropped. But it, it's almost like with Newcastle and Norwich... I think these are the sort of games that Villa need to be picking up points in if they're gonna stay. I, I think they'll be okay, and I think out of the three they were the ones that I thought would be most comfortable in the division. But two defeats in a row, I think, and they've got I think they've got Everton on Friday night. So, I mean, that's not gonna be an easy game. If if they don't take anything out of that first three games, no points. The pressure's the pressure's gonna be on. Um maybe John Terry should play. Probably should. Well, you've perked up now. We've praised the Chelsea JT, player. <laughs> yeah, mentioned JT.
1: I'm more or less normal.
0: So we'll move on to another promoted side in Sheffield United. Uh, so just just on the point of new signings, Sheffield United had one new signing in their starting eleven. So the other ten were all playing for them in the Championship last year. Yeah. Uh, first game at Bramall Lane. Back in the Premier League, one nil. Do you think they deserved well, it? Yeah, I thought they. I thought they deserved the win.
1: To be fair, no. I thought they were a lot. I thought Palace were really weak going forward. Same questions that we had last year, really, about their striking options. You know, the Benteke. You know, I, I'm not really too sure about him. I know Connor Wickham came on as well, second half, but they, I know they've got Sahar. So he he needs some he needs something in there for him to aim for. Bentegui just doesn't look that interested, to be fair. But taking nothing away from Sheffield United, you know, a great start for them this season, um, and I thought they rightly deserved to win that game.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought that they played with with a high high intensity, and I was quite surprised they they maintained it. I think they they was that they were first to every ball, that you could tell they wanted it more than the Palace players. I was a bit disappointed with Zaha, to be honest. I, I was kind of in two minds about whether he was well marshaled by the Sheffield United defence, or it, and I don't want to say he's sulking, or almost like he just he doesn't want to be there, because um, he didn't seem his usual self. Um, and I thought that... Would probably be the sort of game where he would grab it by the scruff of the neck, and he would be the difference. But I don't really think. I, I mean, I, some some people put the the Sheffield United goalie in the team of the week, and I'm not really. I, I don't recall really have that, that
1: much of a good. Story. No,
0: I mean, Loris was getting peppered from all angles. I'm not saying he yeah. should have been in a team of the week, but I'm not sure why the, the Sheffield United keeper made it in. But. Um, Four points from two games for Sheffield United. I think that they'll be a difficult team to beat at home. They are doing what Newcastle um, and Villa aren't, where they're picking up points in the games that you would think they should be. Um, So, a good win. Um, So, we'll move on to last night's action. Wolves-Man United. So, United... Dropping yeah. two points from Pogba, Pogba missing the penalty. I, I kind of thought a draw was a fair result.
1: It was a fair. It was. It was literally like a game of two halves, really, because Man United you know, dominated the first half, and Wolves pretty much dominated the second half. They bought on Traore at time Wolves, and they look like a completely different team. He is, he is fast and he's well built. That lad. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he, I think they summed it up on commentary last night. He has got the physique of a rugby player. Um. But no, I thought I thought Mary and I should have scored two or three in the first half. Um, you know, I know they're scoring goals, but they are quick going forward. But I still think they needed to buy another striker, someone to bring on if they need, need them. Because I, I can't see anyone coming on, making an impact. Mata came on last night. He wasn't that great, to be honest. Um, but taking nothing away from Wolves, the the goal, the the Ruben Neves goal was a really nice goal. It's kind of like his trademark sort of finish, isn't it? Like scoring from outside the box. Um, but no, I, there's still I still got questions around Maynard's defending. I thought there was a few times last night where Maguire passed, well, at one point Maguire passed it back to the Gea and he just didn't get enough on there and almost got caught out. But I mean, I I've... thought one Wan Bissaka though. I have to say, first two games, he's for me probably been one of the better signings of the season from the Premier League.
0: Uh, I think he's gonna be. Just on your point around someone for United to bring on, I almost thought that that Daniel James was gonna be that type of player. We
1: started um, the problem, like,
0: yeah, thought... but but that's what I mean. I mean, with his pace. Um, I know he got, he got booked for simulation yesterday, didn't he? Which was is which is yeah. which is a bit disappointing, especially with with VAR. You're not going to get away with things like that. Um, but I mean, I'd, I'm I'm not really able to criticise. I'm not a professional footballer with blessed with his type of pace. But to, I almost saw him playing that role this this season, where he would be coming off the bench as almost like an impact player. Like, a bit, a bit of the way Toyore does for Wolves because that yeah, he is that's... he is quick as well. That's almost what he he does for them. But um, I, I do kind of worry about what United's Plan B is um, if Martial's not firing or if Rashford's not firing. Um, reports seem to suggest that Sanchez is off to Inter. Um, whether that will actually happen or not, you pro- well you won't know till it till it happens. But to, to me, that saves them on their wage bill. I, I, I almost there's part of me that almost thinks that keeping him would be the right thing to do, because yeah,
1: it's, it's hard though, and like because he again the saving, he's not the the out, of out of the money,
0: No, but he's another option. But I don't think Rashford's not an out and out striker, and neither's Martial. I don't, neither of them are. They haven't got a proper what you would call a proper number nine. So I, I just think he United aren't short of a few quid, and I know Sanchez is on an astronomical amount of money, but it's all there's got to be a, a case to say well you might as well keep him because he gives you another option, which they haven't got at the moment. I don't really? think they are a bit
1: thin. Attack that,
0: the... on the bench,
1: aren't they? That's <laughs> that's the thing. I don't...
0: I mean that's the other prediction I would change. I I'd put I had United finishing fourth. I'd take them out and put Arsenal in. But unfortunately, I've got to stick what with 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 what is out on social media now. I can't really change my mind. But I, I would have Arsenal in in fourth ahead of United. But Wolves both both will be all right. They're, to me, they're difficult to predict because I'm not totally sure where United are going to finish up and Wolves with the Europa League it depends on to what degree of distraction yeah, yeah, yeah. it is on whether they have a, as good a season but
1: they have quite a big um, squad last balls, season.
0: So yeah they no they have, they've got a decent right. squad so we'll see so um, penultimate game, Goodison Park Everton v Watford um, do you know Everton haven't conceded at home for their last, I think it's six or seven games did you know that didn't Is
1: that, that, stole,
0: that? It's it's stolen not, your no, thunder? No, you're alright, you're, right, you're safe with <laughs> that one. And they've played Chelsea, Arsenal, United in that run, and Liverpool. It was the end of last
1: season, wasn't it? Yeah. Had that good run. Um, uh, I will say, this wasn't the most entertaining game
0: to watch. No, it wasn't. That's why it's to last on The our, highlights our, were, our were sparse,
1: to say the least. But uh Bernard scored a nice little solo goal. But I I have actually got a question for you, actually. Um do you think that we've overlooked Watford to struggle this season? Yes. Because when, when we <laughs> mentioned at the start of the season, teams we thought we would struggle, Watford, I don't think we're in that conversation. Well, I didn't personally say them, but they look they look very low on morale, I would say. They don't look like they're connecting very well. It seems very strange and,
0: I, I don't I don't think they'll struggle in the regards of they're going to be in a relegation battle. No, 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 no. But I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. And I mean, let's not forget, I mean, they got to the FA Cup final, albeit they did take a batter in against Man City, but I, I almost think that add, adding to how they were in the league plus the fact they got to the Cup final made them an extremely attractive like proposition for a team that have overachieved or a team that has had a fantastic season. Yeah. It, I think they were poor against Brighton. Um, but if the handball against Murray had been given, then it's a complete different game. I I thought they were pretty poor against Everton. Um, for me, Ben Foster's got to be doing better for the goal. Getting beaten at his near yeah, post, yeah, you, you, you it, can it, tell it, he's frustrated with it. But
1: the defense, the defense didn't really help him out. Just no, it, it didn't. It just and
0: just... it, it didn't help for an entertaining game that the goal was so early. Um, I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't think it was a great watch. But I think the the I mean I, I was quite critical of Everton last year, and the one thing I would say is if if they're gonna be hard to score against, which is being proven in the amount of clean sheets that they're keeping, they only need the odd goal. They're gonna almost be like the the arsenal of, of sort of ten, fifteen years ago, where they'll just keep churning out one 0 wins and they'll almost go under the radar and, and maybe be a challenging for for top top six or top four this, this season. What,
1: yeah, this is what Tim Cahill said uh yes uh on Match of the day on Sunday, that they he feels now is the time for Everton to push on. They've had the investment, they've got the players that they wanted. Now is the time that that Keane that I've said it last week that Keane Moise Keane he, he will be a top striker for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I put him in my fantasy team. I think. I think he, I, I I totally agree. I think he's going to be a really good player. I think once once he starts scoring, I don't think he's going to stop. Um, and I, I'd keep an eye out for Everton this year. I mean, they'd they'd be a team that I'd almost fancy for a cup. I think if if they get that confidence and they they continue to keep clean sheets and they continue to get to get points. I know they drew last week, but I mean they're still four points from two games, no goals against, they're, they're doing all right. Watford will be okay, but I just think if you're expecting them to do what they did last year, I don't think they will. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay, so the last game, um, Brighton v West Ham. Again, not a hugely entertaining spectacle. Just the only thing put... I've
1: taken from this game, right, this <laughs> That they've brought in have got a guy up front called Trosser, which for a commentator is probably a nightmare because if you get that one wrong, no. Trosser, you you know <laughs> you might not be commentating on football for much longer. Nothing on the game, nothing his, on the game, Chris. Yeah, Just... his goal, was, his goal was good actually. That the, for Brighton equaliser. his goal was good. Obviously, VAR, VAR ruled out the first Brighton goal, rightly um, so. But yeah, Trosser. That's warning to all you commentators. Watch out on that, that
0: one. one. The, the, the 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 thing for me, and I'm wondering whether West Ham are going to replace Everton as my my team to to sort of pick on this year. I just think they're going to be as frustrating as they are every other season. West Ham. They've got the players. They've got
1: yeah.
0: They've got they've got a good squad. They've made good summer signings. Yeah. One say, point like, from two games, out I, of, I think they're going to flatter to deceive. Again. Out of
1: the top six, they've probably got the best squad, I reckon, or one of the best squads in the league. If you I'd take agree. It six, so yeah, must be frustrating to be a West Ham fan because they've got the potential there, it's just trying to get that across on the pitch, I suppose. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, so that. That concludes the, the the Premier League review. Um, what we've learned from that is that Chris does not take criticism very well of of his side. You're very protective, Chris, aren't you? Um, especially of Aspulacueta. Asp- I can't even say his name. Yeah, t- yeah just Dave...
1: Yeah, call we're him, calling him Dave. Dave. We're Spanish calling him Dave. Dave.
0: Anyway, watch it back. Watch it back, and look, you'll see that I'm <sighs> right. Anyway, so that's the uh, that's the end of part one. So we'll be back in part two for the EFL review, including yoval Watch, um, an update on the predictions challenge, Chris's stat of the week, and we'll have a go at answering the teaser. So uh, see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. So we're going to dive straight into the EFL review covering the action from the weekend. So we'll start in the championship where Sheffield Wednesday and Charlton both lost their 100% records at the weekend. Sheffield Wednesday went down 1-0 away at Millwall and Charlton got a point in a 2 all draw away at Barnsley. So both of those results meant Leeds are now top of the table. They beat Wigan 2-0 away. Wigan ending up with 10 men. Leeds now sit on seven points with two wins and a draw and are one of five other teams on seven points. So you've got Charlton, West Brom, Swansea, Millwall and Leeds all with two wins and a draw from their first three games. Uh, at the bottom, Stoke claimed their first point of the season with a two-all draw at home to Derby. Uh, but they're joined in the relegation zone by Huddersfield and Middlesbrough, who also only have one point from their first three games. Got some big teams in in the relegation zones in a Championship, and also uh, Huddersfield sat their manager, so Jan yes. what...
1: Well, so he when, hasn't
0: won for since eternity, has he? Well, one win in nineteen. Was his record there? So to be honest, I'm not hugely surprised. When he, <laughs> I, think, I think, that I speaks mean, for itself, really. When it? he, um, when he took over, I think Huddersfield must have all. Well, maybe they, they they're all but down. Knew they? that they were down, yeah, so he, he had a bit of breathing space. But hasn't started well for for Huddersfield in the Championship. So on to League One, Lincoln and Blackpool, they did maintain their 100% records. Lincoln thrashed Southend 4-0 and Blackbird, Blackpool sorry, beat Oxford 2-1. So both teams are now two points clear at the top. Wickham are in third, Coventry are in fourth. Both teams have seven points after winning at the weekend. Fleetwood and Rotherham are the other two teams in the playoff places, both on six points from their first three games. Uh, at the bottom, so the bottom two haven't moved. various is still yet to play a game. I, I, I think there's, I think there's a decision on Friday. I've read that well, will actually decide the future of the club, they did they had a bid for not. the
1: club today, but it was turned down. So I don't, I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, but... It's
0: is strange, isn't it? Just yeah. uh, th- there was a bit of a lively debate on Talk Sport during the week. I don't know if you've heard about this, but. One of the Berry players was on, um, as was it's, the owner. It's just
1: the owner where they say you have been paid or something. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um So, I mean, obviously, free? without knowing the full details, I think it's actually the PFA that have paid the players. Yes. Yeah. But the owner is saying that he's paid them but he's paying the PFA back but apparently has no money. Anyway, it's not it's not a good situation and I mean if that's right where the decisions on Friday about whether they're gonna continue to exist or not, I think we should keep everything crossed that they do because no no one wants to see to see Berry no longer being a football league cl- club. So um so I mean as far as league positions are concerned they're still on minus twelve. As uh, we say, they're yet to play a game. Bolton, who were due to play tonight, but that's, that's been postponed. So they lost 5 0 against Tranmere uh, at the weekend. So they remain on minus 11. Um, but I, I, at least they're playing. I mean, I guess, I guess that's something. It got
1: called off tonight, didn't it? Because of welfare issues, isn't it? Yeah, the
0: because of the, was, the, was... the young age of the players. Yeah. I think they're worried they're going to burn out or something. Um, Southend, they're in 22nd uh, they haven't managed to register a point after their three games again, they lost to Lincoln at the weekend there's five teams on one point, including Gillingham and Accrington but they've only played two games whereas everyone else has, well, the other teams at the bottom have played three because uh, both were due to play Berry, um early on in the season but obviously they haven't been fulfilled uh, so that's the Championship and League One Chris, do you want League 2 for League us?
1: Two. Yep, so uh, no team has 100% record in League 2 anymore. Uh, second and third place last week, uh, Exeter and Swindon actually played each other at the weekend and they drew 1-0. So they're unbeaten, but uh, their 100% records are gone. Uh, so Swindon have actually gone top and Exeter are just behind in for second. Forest Green remain unbeaten. Uh, they beat Grimsby by a goal to nil, so they're up to third place. Uh, so Sol Campbell uh, left Macclesfield this week and they got a nice win away to Northampton 2-1. They're actually up into fourth place now. So, you know, after all their struggles last season, they're not doing too bad at the moment. So I'm
0: a bit sad Sol Campbell's gone.
1: It's to do with money though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I think... It, he was he was after a chance of management for so long, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I know I know it's probably not footballing reasons why he's gone, but he was he was doing a good job. Well, they're fourth now. So uh, last
1: week's leaders, Plymouth, uh, down to fifth. They lost to Newport by goal to nil. Crew are sixth. They beat Wolves one nil. And Bradford are holding on to the last playoff place. They thrashed Oldham three nil. <laughs> Oldham uh, are actually bottom of the league. They are yet to, they're the only team in League 2 to record a point. Scunthorpe uh are the other team in the relegation zone, but they did manage to pick up their first point after a two-all draw of Crawley. And Stevenage are hovering just above them, also on one point, but no goals scored for Stevenage so far this season. So, yeah. So, uh, so on to the National League. Well... I say nationally just Yeovil just Yeovil as far uh, as
0: we're concerned they're the only team in the league
1: uh, so yeah well not a great weekend uh, for Yeovil it was a really really poor performance the worst thing about it is everyone got to watch it because it was on PT Sports <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, yeah it didn't really
0: show. The, the, the players didn't lot. turn up
1: for the cameras yeah uh, it was a real real chance as well to keep the momentum going after you know and not, uh, you know, a good start to the season. Uh, I don't actually recall them having a decent shot on target either. So it was it was a really, really poor game. And I didn't get to watch the City Tottenham game because it was on at the same time. So you,
0: you, You're really selling the BT Sport subscription <laughs> to, to uh, people. Hopefully they got Subscribe made into... to BT Sport, you can see totally rubbish football.
1: Uh, so they've got... <clears throat> Aidenhead this weekend it's a double header this weekend because of the bank holiday so they've got games on Monday as well um, but they are they're 12th in the league now so they went from 7th to 12 mm.
0: they are uh, mid, on or around mid table
1: so yeah not not too, not the worst start in the world could be could better, better.
0: But they need yeah. to
1: be playing they need to be playing a lot lot better from what I saw on, uh, on Saturday
0: B minus B- b minus okay, that's great, so uh next week obviously we'll we'll let you know how they got on in that game. they're not on b t are they chris they're not on b t so it should be a pretty entertaining game um so we'll we'll move on from the e f l review we'll just touch on predictions. I wish we could spend more time on this um but you may have seen on social media that we we've had our only our second ever Nil point in in predictions. Uh, so but congratulations to
1: this. slightly worse because it's, it, it, there is another way to score points this season through the golden goal. We can say that
0: yeah. if you, you want to say if, if you want to say That's that it, That's it. it was That's worse. Than Adam's that, isn't it? So officially, the worst ever score in our All predictions of challenge. Um So. Thanks, Lewis, for taking part. That's, that, that's, <laughs> yeah great that's effort probably great that's effort, probably yeah. where our thanks stops. But um so I came out on top this week. 25 points. Good score. Good scores. Um so I currently sit we haven't published the table because there's only well, there's only four of us in it at the moment. Uh but I do I'm currently top, so I've got an average of twenty. Um Chris have you got six points this week, which you you, you could try harder yeah, yeah yeah um so this week the wags Ooh. are back, so Ooh. this week my my significant other jody is is um is the guest. she's picked yova as the golden gold yeah. match chris. What a, what... But only because when I shot. when I read the when I read the matches out to her, she said, "Oh, I'll pick that because Chris likes Yeovil, so that's that's why she's that's picked not. it." Um, so yeah, so we'll obviously, as the weekend goes on, we'll we'll see how the scores are going, and then depends on who wins, depends whether we publish them or not. Depends whether Rich is back next week. Yeah. But she did beat me last year, yeah, so did she did. I should be used to it. You know, it. It is, it is, but yeah. it's it's about the taking part. That's the that's the bit that counts. So that that's predictions challenge. Um so Chris, the Wonder of White Wow Us. What's some stats? I got some stats.
1: So again, I've got four again this week. So the first one is Puky is the first Norwich player to score a Premier League hat trick since Efenokoku did in nineteen ninety three. What a player, Efenokoku. Look at that, what a player. That is a blast from the An past. Efenokoku stat that is as well. That's that's a good start. Good start, yeah, good start. Yeah, a good, start. good start,
0: I'll give you that one.
1: Kevin De Bruyne has assisted more goals in his first two Premier League games of this season than he did in 19 appearances in the Premier League last season. So he's assisted three goals this season and in 19 appearances last season, he only assisted two, which I was astounded when I heard that. that. That's a good stat if it's true. It is true. What do you mean? Of course it's true.
0: Yeah, but you, you even said yourself. I mean, that that's hard to believe. Great. Yeah, 19 he was, games, he only yeah, assisted
1: two goals. But he could have only been on for five minutes in some of those games. He was injured a lot last season, so mm. a Uh Paul, I'll
0: give you that one as well.
1: Paul Pogba has missed four penalties in the Premier League since the start of last season. That is the most by any player in the competition.
0: So... They should have uh, signed Mihailojevic. Yeah. Mihailovic from Palace he's their penalties games. have dried up yeah he, he's got a good record so the last, good one.
1: the last one so this is a bit different so the corinthians is women... it about
0: is it about is it about dave the chelsea defender no it's women's football
1: no. so I the hate... corinthians women team have equaled the world record for the most top flight consecutive wins they now, they now share the record with tns and will beat the record if they can beat Sao Jose tomorrow night. Well, what is the record? Sixteen or seventeen? Can't remember.
0: Consecutive wins. Yeah. Oh. Well, I tell you what. But City couldn't have been far off that because didn't they win their last fourteen last 16, season? 16. So then West 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 <laughs> West Ham would have been their fifteenth.
1: Yeah, I think it's seventeen or eighteen, something like that. But yeah, they share the so, record. The so
0: Spurs are the breaker of records. Oh, well, world so, the yeah,
1: Corinthians Carin- women's will hold the world
0: record if they win tomorrow night. And and the TNS who currently hold the record, that's the men's team. Is That's it? the Welsh? Yeah, the Welsh, the New Saints. I think that stands for. That's a good one, Chris. Uh,
1: yeah, so I will four four, four
0: solid it. stats
1: there. Yeah, I'll let us know out, how they get on. they get on if they break the record and what the record actually is. It might be more than that. But I suspect you'll be watching it. you,
0: yeah, you watch a lot gorgeous. of football, yeah, don't yeah. you?
1: Yeah. in the morning, okay. I don't have anything else?
0: To do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, wonders are white working
1: well i like that okay, i got i you know i was a bit worried but
0: you I, know, I like but, it oh, you you, you, you your 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 crust and um, we'll keep you i think oh, thank um you. so so um how many spanish managers have won right. the fa cup so Ruff, we could let, let's get, Vinny, let's get yeah. let's get rid of the let's just get well, him okay at, like, he wasn't him. he wasn't the obvious one for me oh the obvious one was Pep, because they won Pep, it last Pep, year. Pep, Rafa. Okay. So, so oh, this is moving quicker Martinez. than I thought. Did,
1: was he at Wigan when they won it, Martin He was.
0: He was, yeah. Uh, You're good at this. Yes, yeah, so I just
1: got cramp in my toe. like <laughs> 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 really went, that almost went bad then. Okay. Uh, Rafa, Pep. Martinez.
0: Martinez. Oh, I almost want to stop there. Oh. because if you think, well, let's let, let, quickly try and whittle it down. So, Arsene Wenger, Alex Ferguson. Is this all time? Uh, did Benitez win it with Liverpool or Chelsea? Liverpool, because they won. Oh, the, so they
1: won then, the. So then, you
0: you've had Ancelotti. He won it. Denis Mourinho, neither of which are Spanish. Ferguson, Arsene Wenger. Uh, who else has been at Liverpool that might have won it?
1: Probably you have to go right, right back, aren't you too? Yeah,
0: but they weren't. They didn't have Spanish managers then. Uh, I think. I think we could. Let, let's let's keep with those three you
1: think those three, yeah? Uh, well yeah uh, i mean uh, in the
0: interest of time as well and I'm, are you on it uh i can be yep Two seconds. so we've got liver liverpool wigan man city so i think any of the other teams that you could auto, i mean it, it's probably shared between five or six teams i'm not sure any we can take spurs out of it um because it was Terry Venables the last time we won it. <laughs> <laughs> so Spurs are out. Um, City. Oh, Manche. No. Uh, who's been at City? Pellegrini, Hughes. No, I, I think we stick with those. Uh, yeah. Okay. This might be a bit more difficult to find out
1: than actually what we thought.
0: I think uh, we we'll stick uh, with those. Uh, I think uh, I think they're the. Okay. They're a solid three. Do you want me so, to... Yeah, you might have to help, because... Okay, I'm on it. Hold on. Right, I'm going right back to 1872 here, so <laughs> we should have everybody covered. Right, okay. So, they're pretty much all English and Scottish. There's one Northern Ireland, Terry Neal, for Arsenal in 79. Up until... Hullet in ninety seven who was the first foreign coach. So we've got Benitez in oh six with Liverpool. Yeah. Martinez. And there's 13. thirteen with Wigan. Yep. Got it. I think we got it right. Yeah. It's those three. Well,
1: uh, well good, they are Pete good, good, are good Pete.
0: teamwork. It. Don't say that. We'll get a, we'll get an immensely <laughs> difficult one next week. Okay. I think we're two for two. Two for yeah, two. Cause, yeah, because we got France, teasers. it was the the
1: daily fail that got it
0: wrong yeah (laughs) that is for whatever that whatever forever what they'll be known as okay um so i think that pretty much covers it for for this week um just want to say thanks again to everybody who who's listening um and subscribing uh and sort of leaving reviews and that it's, it's really appreciated getting uh, yeah getting involved our first the first episode for this season's gone pretty well so um pretty decent numbers so yeah just thanks for everyone and chris i think you've got something to say
1: yep so the the podcast is officially one years old on friday so Happy Happy birthday to us. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so you know so it's been yeah, it hasn't really felt like a year, has it? But um yeah, so when we next to the podcast we'll be over a year
0: old. That's something to celebrate. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, thanks again everyone for listening and uh enjoy your week and we'll speak to you next week. See you next week.